after breakfast What's before lunch? It's Austin, Texas It's Weird Brunch It's Weird Brunch <laughs> I tell you, my kids sing the theme song That's so cute On Sundays, because that's when I Or on Saturdays, because that's when I edit it Yeah Mm-hmm do they hear our crazy stories? They do. They don't pay attention. Right. Um, they just like they stick around for the song, and then like as soon as the thing starts, it's like, like, oh, okay, it's bye. grown-ups talking. Yeah. Bye. And then they go out and do who knows what in the woods. Mm. That's how I parent. The woods is the best. I know. They're going to tear them down. Everybody's just been... Oh, uh, that's a bummer. Yeah. It's for Habitat for Humanity, so it's hard to okay. get mad about it, but they're the woods. Yeah, so, I don't know. where my porn is. <laughs> she does Habitat for Humanity? Oh, the woods. She, yeah, yeah. Okay. She does store it all the way out there, though. She's that ashamed of it. Yeah, well, that's how most of Down the things... Down in fucking Buda. Where do you live? <laughs> most of the things south of William Cannon are there because of shame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. <sighs> mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Um, the set of mommy is good as shit. It is. I was gonna say, is it supposed to be spicy? Because mm-hmm. it's not like super spicy. It's more sweet. I feel like. Yeah, but I like, like it. A sweet yeah. spice to it. It's good. Let the record show. Uh, edamame is being eaten, and the shell husk things are being dropped into empty cans of White Claw. We are so on brand right now. On brand. So on brand. White Claw and Madam Man. This is like the best brunch. We should rename the podcast. Best brunch. Best brunch. Mm-hmm. It's not weird anymore. It's just tossing awesome. shells into cans. You might think it's weird, mm-hmm. but you're wrong. It's true. It's hey, you're the fucked up. Yeah, How about that? You're up. fucked up. <laughs> How about yeah. it's not me. <laughs> Asshole. So aggressive. Mm-hmm. I like it though. That's why people tune in. They like to hear three aggressive the women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are super aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> you should see us after the show. We just kick each other's asses. Yeah, it is like a little fight that club. Are concerned for my testosterone levels. Really? Uh-huh. Which, uh, too much, too little, or just right? Not, like, not any. Not any? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll... What, what's bad about that? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's good to have a little bit. You have, like, negative facial hair? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I thought that was just... sex drive. That's mm. just being Irish, or whatever you are. Mm-hmm. The... I found out I'm, like, super Irish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where the Shocker. no facial hair comes. I know. It's but, you know, you're told something the whole time you're growing up. And then all of a sudden, 23andMe comes along. And you're like, oh, yeah. I'm British? Well, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I want to do that so bad. Do it. Do it. Why not? I need to. You're the only one who hasn't. My fucking... Somebody so stole my debit card information. And what? so I haven't had, like, any money all week. Yeah. That's awful. This should sucks. Not now, make you wait a week. I just got credit back in or whatever but it's like god damn it who at home depot was like yeah i'm gonna ring up 105 dollars worth of stuff Ah. six different times like uh, that's the only was it my boyfriend maybe no i'm just i don't know i think the only silver lining of having your identity stolen Mm -hmm. is seeing what they buy with it it's kind of like yeah inspiring sometimes stole my identity but just your card just my card sometimes i get I, one time i got inspired like they went out and bought some cool shit and i was like 
I can afford that. Right? They're, they're <laughs> I right. should be doing this. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Mine. I could get a TV. The other time <laughs> mine got stolen, it was by some like kids out in like South, South Texas, like Brownsville or something. And they went yeah. to Chili's and had a really great night. You know, that happens sometimes. I was like, eh, this one though. Especially it's more personal. Brownsville. Ugh. Did y'all hear about the kid who got its hand bitten off? What by what? A husky. <gasps> this four-year-old was oh. in his backyard. Well, they are looking for it. They're put, tender. He put a sock over his hand and was sticking it through the fence in between his house and his neighbor's house. And this husky thought it was a toy. Yeah, that's and he goes up and goes <laughs> and legit severed the kid's hand they think it must have eaten it because they searched everywhere and could not fucking find the hand of this four-year-old could they find the sock i don't i don't know if they found the sock because i mean dogs eat socks all the time yeah i i come out within a day assume that the dog straight up ate the hand damn dog but yeah it's like that's (laughs) The parents' fault for not watching. This is so gross. Feel that. Okay. Is it warm? Yes. Oh, edamame claw. Your nut can is warm. My nut can is warm. <laughs> gross. And they said you had no testosterone. And here I am. With a warm ass nut can. With the hottest mm. nut can in town. <laughs> gross. Oh. <laughs> wow. What's we're, up, ladies? Yeah, we're having fun. Do that. Y'all bark. like a hot Arr, nut Arr. can or. Arr, 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 Arr. <laughs> Oh my god, she just bit off a four year old's hand. She's not kidding. With my nut can. (laughs) Uh, Well, um, I'm Whitney Lamond. I'm Karina Magyar. (laughs) This is Weird Brunch. Welcome to the dog pound. I thought you were trying to give me a fist bump. You no, were going dude, for I'm oh, going man. for the edamame. Welcome to the dog pound fist bump. What the fuck has this become? <laughs> I don't know, but you just Montel barked a bunch Jordan. of jewel vapor at the mic. So That's true, too. That was pretty I aggro. Did. People got to know, man. I mm-hmm. like that every other episode, we're just drunk. <laughs> Someone's got to be drunk. Uh, it's true. <laughs> that is how the economy works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bars are recession proof. Oh look, grapefruit. Oh Your look, favorite. Crack it I'll open. Crack, I'll oh, crack mine too. sorry, my nut one, can spurted a two, bit. Two, three. Mm-hmm. You just did a one, two, three by yourself. <laughs> no, I was counting yours and yours. Oh, oh. I thought you were counting down <laughs> to, to myself. Your- Yep, that's what I was just coordinating doing. it with. Whitney your- played alone a lot growing <laughs> up. <laughs> I mean. Maybe. Maybe that's it. All right. Let's not get sad. Okay. So. (laughs) (laughs) What? That's what we do. Oh, yeah. Half of the podcast is us being talking about sad shit. Yeah. What's Pete Davidson up to? Oh, we already covered off on that. Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. That's what he's up to. Was in a movie about surfing and then vampires and then what? What's her point? Surfing movie is Kate Bosworth. Oh, yeah. got that wrong. Beckinsale is underground girl. Underworld? Underworld. There you go. Und- that sounds a little bit more right. Uses the Ugh. London Underground sometimes, according to her accent. Nice one. Mm-hmm. She uses the. Nice could have been. You are going full nut can this episode, aren't you? I'm a nut can. <laughs> <laughs> nut can. <laughs> I can't 
can't do this today. No. I don't know what to do with you. Nut can. That was good. That was pretty. Yeah, I liked it. This one can be called Nut can. I don't know what this one's going to be called. Now we're naming them ahead of time. Yep. What if we learned that we shouldn't even tell stories? We should just. Nut can. Let Lisa loose. No. Lisa doesn't need to be set loose. Okay. I have a story. What's your story? Morning glory. Thank you, Oasis. My story is about. Bye bye, Birdie. The world's most successful art thief. Damn. Yeah. His name is Stefan Breitweiser. <laughs> Breitweiner. And he uh, <laughs> lives in France. Well, actually, I think he lives in prison now. But He, he lives in prison. No, actually, he's out of prison. Turns out, oh, I'll, I'll save that for the end. Spoiler alert. Woo-hoo. All right, so Stefan is uh, just a quiet, shy, probably on some sort of a spectrum type of a dude. Not that old. He's like uh, in his 30s, maybe 32. So it sounds like, yeah, it sounds like the activities of an old dude, but he's just a young, kind of shy dude who really loves loves trains. Art. Okay. Similar to trains. Maybe pictures of trains. I don't know what got him into art. He didn't have any friends. It could have had something to do with a train. You never know. He lives in Europe. There's a lot of train stations. He probably uses the train. Mm -hmm. Let's get off the train. Okay. He does it. Did you say let's get off the train train? (laughs) That's a good one. I'm so good at this. Okay. Um, Anyway. So in 1995, somebody was older than 32 now. When was he born? 71. Okay. He's 40 something. But at the time he was in his 20s. 95, he's visiting a medieval castle in Germany with his girlfriend and Catherine Kleinklaus. What are these fucking what? names? Who are these people? Where are they so, from? Where are these people from? Breitweiser and Kleinklaus are both from Stop. the Alsace region of France, which is like France, okay. but also Germany at the same time. Well, right? they have terrible names. Yeah. They do. That's, that's why it's all fucked up. It's all yeah, weird. Not a happy place. It's all weird. Mm-hmm. With their weird ass names. Uh, shout out to our foreign listeners. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. What up? The multitudes. Yeah, the multitudes hey, of you. France is great. It's Karina's favorite place. I can't wait. I'm going to go there. I'm going to steal all their art now that I know how to do it. Tell us about it. Okay. Stud. Stud. <laughs> I have never heard that in my life. Okay. Uh, Dietrich. Mm-hmm. It's Greece. Uh, mm-hmm. Sandy. <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> So he saw a small painting by this name this name named uh, Christian Wilhelm Dietrich. <laughs> I'm doing fine. Got it. It was like a picture of a girl. He liked it. His girlfriend kept watch. He took it off the wall and he worked out the nails holding the painting in its frame and then he took it out of the frame and stuffed it in his jacket. Okay. And then he walked out of the museum. Damn. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. They're just fucking sitting there. He did this at at least 170 more museums <gasps> over the course of the France? next decade. He went all over Western Europe. He stuffed all of the paintings and statues and artifacts and everything that he found in an attic in his mom's house because he lived at his mom's house. Of course. And never sold any of it never made any money off of this he literally just stole anything that he 
really liked. If he liked something, he figured out how to steal it. It was like an obsession with him. And his girlfriend, Klein Klaus, helped him. She was like always the lookout. She's into it. She was totally into it too. She kind of wanted to make him happy is how she's spinning it. And she somehow managed to stay out of jail by spinning it like I, you know. Mm, good for her. He would mm-hmm. hit me. <laughs> She's like, we fucked on the art. So he stuffed statues down his pants. It was so crinkly. I don't know if they fucked at all. This, the way this guy is described, it sounds like the only thing that made him happy was, was taking paintings off trade. walls, mm-hmm. using a little knife to scr- unscrew them. And uh, a couple times there were some close calls. Uh as you'd imagine there would be. But for right. the most part, what they were exploiting was that small museums, not like the Louvre, he didn't steal from the Louvre or anything right. like that. These small museums, you just walk in, you wait till the one guard isn't looking, and you pick up the thing, and you put it in your jacket, and you walk away. And he did that... Like the manila. Hundreds and hundreds of times until he... saying that on here so that somebody else can... Amassed a collection worth... More than $10 million. Huh. Uh, just sitting in his house. But you can't, like, you, well, you said he stole it because he liked it. He would go and he would steal it. And then he would put it in his little attic. He'd find a place for it. And he would sit and he'd admire it. And he would learn everything there was to know about it. And it would be his favorite thing. And then it wouldn't be his favorite thing anymore. So he'd have to go get something else. Well, I mean. And that's what he was doing. He was rescuing these pieces from where they were ignored and being and bringing them to a place where they could be worshipped. He mm. called it his Alibaba's cave and he stole That's not like just one step away from serial killer. I was going to say I'm like, glad he, he's not doing this to women. He never hurt like he never brought a gun to anything. He right. never he brought a pocket knife to help him steal shit, but he never brought fight. a weapon or anything. Uh, and the one time he almost got caught, he just ran and that was it. So turns out that by just using this method of picking up art and walking out the door with it, he became the most successful art thief of all time. Like nobody's even come close to touching how much shit that he ended up stealing. Right. And the problem was, is that the way you catch art thieves is you wait until they try to sell it and then you can trace it Mm -hmm. back. He never sold any of it, so they could never find this. In fact, they had no idea it was one dude doing it. It was just all classified under kind of a petty theft. Right. They probably were like, fuck, kids came in and took one statue. Put it on a watch list and maybe it'll turn up or and then they just assume they all got sold to private collectors or something. So what? happened at the end was he started to get a little sloppy and careless as is always the story in these mm-hmm. things and he uh, stole from the same museum after he'd already almost been caught there and some guards Begging to get caught recognized him and a cop recognized him mm-hmm. and they threw him in jail and he wouldn't talk and his girlfriend wouldn't talk and his girlfriend went back to the mom's house and mm-hmm. was like he got caught, and the mom's like, caught doing what? Because she had no clue what the hell was going on. And she, she takes the mom up to the attic, and she opens up the attic, and inside are like hundreds and hundreds of precious, almost priceless artifacts. And the mom flips Hell out. yeah! She's like, we are going to be ruined forever. Yep. So the mom and the girlfriend are like stuck doing that while he's in jail. And they slowly coax out of him a confession after confession. They'd be like, did you steal this? And he'd be like, yeah. 
if you tell us that you stole this, you know, right. We'll let you go. Okay. Yeah. I stole that. And then they do it again. Did you mm-hmm. steal this one? Yeah. I stole that again. And he wouldn't just say yes. He'd say exactly what day he stole it and like what time it was. Like he knew Everything. all of these cattle, like as a catalog. And they kind of tricked him because like he said yes to like eight of them. And then they pulled out a binder and they started flipping through the binder. And he was like, okay. You got me. I, you yeah, got I stole it. all of these. And when they finished uh, showing him the 140 objects in the stack of photos, he said, You actually missed a few. And then he started listing off some of the more no that he had shit. stolen. Because at that point, he was just like, Whatever. And they're like, Okay, well, where are they? Who did you sell them to? And he said, I didn't sell them. They're at my mom's house in the attic. So the cops go to the attic and they open it up, and there's nothing in there. Oh, what the girlfriend. mom do? Nobody knows. For a while, nobody knew. Okay, he didn't know, and they were like, "Okay, I guess we have to let you go. You're just a weird kid who confessed to a bunch of crimes for no reason, right? There's no and physical then, evidence." Like a little while later, some joggers saw a, a dagger, like a silver and jewel dagger, sticking out of a river. <gasps> they threw it in the river. And uh, they were like, whoa. And they go down and they get it and they take it to the cops. And they're like, oh, that's one of the stolen pieces. And they go and they start dragging the river. And yeah, they (gasps) recover most of the statues and the artifacts from the river. God, why would they throw it in the river? That's just so much worse. So they were all eventually recovered there. All the like, like, were they just like raw dogged in the river or were they like wrapped up? No. Just like in a frenzy, the, just dog. trying to get. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. You're feeling that BDE she today. Likes, it's like flushing all your drugs. It's the same deal. Uh, so this like Brightweiser becomes super depressed because all his precious things were thrown in the fucking river, and some of yeah. them are ruined. And he's just like, I was trying to save these pieces, not destroy them, mm-hmm. and he's just dejected. Um, and now he wants to help the cops find the rest because they didn't find the paintings. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. They found them in some weird places. Uh, da, 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 da. Some of them were like rolled up in a junkyard. So not all of it was thrown into the river. No, just like the statues. Just the durable and, like, stuff. Yeah, the paintings okay. were just, most of them were found here and there and everywhere. Uh-huh. Like people found them in junkyards, antique shops. Where they were uh, goodwill, like kind of things. They were literally just donating these yeah. priceless Renaissance paintings. Everything he stole was from between 1300 and 1700. So there was nothing like contemporary. This right. was all like. Well, you're in Europe. It's all old. Well, that's old what he was shit. into. He thought mm-hmm. everything after uh, the Industrial Revolution was shite. Um, anyway, he ended up getting how many years in prison? Can't be that much. Not it was violent. Like three. Okay. Yeah. And the reason was because according to the law in France, he was prosecuted for stealing. Right. And they don't take into account the value of what's stolen. Really? Unless it's like a special class of things like a, a motor vehicle or something like mm-hmm. that. If it's just a a decorative object. Yeah. And they don't you just like, happen to take a whole bunch of You them. can take a million dollar one or a $10 one. It's still the same sentence. Huh. So yeah. So he's out. And this reporter from GQ followed him around as he walked Pat like through 
through uh, a bunch of museums through a bunch of museums <gasps> kind of showing him how he was doing it and stuff mm-hmm. and it's a really good article we should post it because it kind of it ends with him like uh, stealing a program from the music like he's still just got that like yeah but the thing was they they say he's not a kleptomaniac because kleptomania has like certain features to it that this guy doesn't match kleptomaniacs steal whatever they can Mm -hmm. they're looking for the opportunity to steal he would scout out specific pieces that he actually liked and choose them it was more like he was shopping for them and then just in the last little part didn't you know right buy them right he took them that's crazy yeah can't buy art you know what i mean Uh, this art can't buy me love either yeah yeah um anyway in february of this year he got arrested again uh because he had started stealing again and they went into his room the french cops and found roman coins and other little things that had started Mm -hmm. disappearing from museums in france and germany so he's back in jail come on guy you can't like just find something else that's fun to steal he just can't stop doing it (laughs) yeah (laughs) steal some hearts oh it's girlfriend and he broke up because the whole uh you threw my shit in the river well but also her she should Mm. she's interesting she's probably the more interesting person in this story to be honest she spent one night in jail for all of this she I says, I would never play the role of a lookout. They were just paintings and objects, and he would steal when my back was turned. And then he tells the other story, which right. makes a lot more sense of her like being his lookout. Yeah. Anyway, that's the story of the Have best. Have you ever stolen anything? Yes. Yeah. <gasps> Haven't you? No. Nothing? I. Speaking of like, I guess people helping other people steal. When I was in high school, my boyfriend and I were in a Starbucks and he like I had my back like it was high school, like I had on a backpack and he put one of those like Starbucks like durable like contain, you know, like an actual cup that you would buy there Mm -hmm. in my backpack. And I didn't know. And Mm. like I bought my like fucking Frappuccino and we left and then. We were driving away and he was like, look in your backpack. And there was a fucking tumbler in there. And I was like, oh, my God. What a douche also, canoe. He framed you. Really, like, fuck you for doing that. Yeah. Seriously. But also, like, yeah, that's the only time I've ever stolen anything. The only time I stole anything, I was on an airplane and I was like 13, 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. And one of that was back when they had those. Well, I guess they still have them, but like the seat belts that they use is like a demonstration. Yeah. yeah. And you took they one had of those. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> fucking rad. Yeah. I that's don't know where funny. it is now. Though. Oh, I yeah. stole bowling shoes one time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's like you when you're like in college and you steal like a yield sign or something. Yeah. Just right. for the, something to put on your door. That's not like yeah. shoplifting. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't know that I've ever shoplifted oh, karina totally, have you oh, listened yeah yeah. Oh, yeah 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 i stole a lot of candy and gum from like convenience stores yesterday when i was a kid oh uh yeah no like i got caught and then i stopped doing it but i did it for like i don't know six months when i was a kid it just became was it I did. scary getting caught yeah i was scared to death but they only caught me for stealing one pack of gum and all i had to do was take it back and apologize right and then i just stopped doing it because i was like yeah mm-hmm. i mean it's not like i left any evidence it was candy and gum. they dusted for fingerprints i ate it 
(laughs) (laughs) It was easy. The evidence was threw it in a river. What? Yeah. Yeah. And then I stole a car one time. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh, man. That'd be great. That'd be so great. I wish I had a I stole a car story. Yeah. I stole a car. And it opened up a bar. My heart. Yeah, I don't know. Your eyes? Mm. Well. They're Nazis. Did we cover off on that yet? Nazi. Oh. Or I was going to bring the Ace of Base or Nazis. Oh, you didn't bring that yet. Knowledge. Okay. I think we've talked about it before, yeah. though. I mean, you've I heard the story. That. Ace of Base or Nazis. It's not much more to it than that. All right. But it's, yeah. It's pretty to the point. All that she wants is another white baby. Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh. She's gone tomorrow because you didn't have blue eyes. Because of the race war. Is that it? Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's in parentheses in the liner notes. Okay. <laughs> well, mine doesn't really have to do with Nazis, but it does have to deal with more art and more thieving. Woohoo! So I'm talking about the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum heist. Mm. So the year is 1990. And a and all that she wants is another baby. And all baby. she wants is another baby. That's pretty accurate. Um, a red Dodge Daytona. Do y'all know what that looks like? I don't yeah. remember. What yeah. kind of car is that? Uh, is it like a truck? No. no. It's like, like one a, of those squarey. I don't remember if it's a hatchback or not. It's like your car, not. kind of, but like if it had a hatchback-ish. Okay. Yeah, and it was like 80s squared off, you know? Right. Yeah. So... The red Dodge Daytona pulls up to the side entrance of the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum along Palace Road in Boston. And emerging from the car is two men in police uniforms. And it's on. So they had waited outside in their car for about an hour before approaching this place they were maybe trying to avoid people who were leaving st patrick's day it's Mm because it's it's march 18th so it's early in the morning so like this is leftover people from st patrick's day in boston Boston. aka like the busiest day of the year dropkick murphy's yeah that's it the dropkick murphy's were there i'm sure they were so they go up to the museum and push the buzzer near the door and they tell the guard, Abbeth, I think that's how you would say it, that there was a disturbance in the courtyard of the museum and that they needed to be let inside. And he was like, I'm not supposed to like let anybody inside, but um, since y'all were y'all are police officers and I'm a guard, okay, I'll let y'all in. Um he his partner was on patrol and abbott buzzes the guys in and um they come up to the the main security desk and he's like hey one of the police men is like you look familiar and he's like what and he's like there might be a warrant out for your arrest and he's like what and um there might be he steps out from behind his like desk because like i said he buzzed the cops in or alleged cops in 
and he steps out from they're the not real cops no. what? he steps out from behind the desk which is behind the desk is where the like emergency button is mm-hmm. so they get or him the out. Matt Lauer button the Matt Lauer button excuse me um yeah, that made us all throw up. In our I'm sorry. Yeah. I just did a little bit. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so the police officers are like, we need your ID. You need to face the wall. And he gives them their ID, faces the wall, and they handcuff him. And he thought he was being arrested because they thought he was some guy that they recognized he was supposed to have a warrant out for arrest. Um, and he's standing there staring at the wall with his hands cuffed and he realizes like hey they didn't like frisk me they didn't really say any of the normal stuff like this is kind of weird also one of you police officers clearly has a mustache that's made of wax on and uh stupid yeah stupid that makes me mad (laughs) did another one have like big red wax yeah right he's got a little like glasses on um so a few minutes later the second security guard at the museum gets there and they also handcuff him and he's like why are you arresting me and they're like um you're not being arrested uh Guess what? This is a robbery, but y'all are both handcuffed. So they take him down to the basement. Congrats, you guards. You fucked up. Um, you they, had one job. Yeah. Push the button. Push the time. button, and they couldn't. Uh, so they handcuff the guards to the pipes down in the basement with duct tape around their hands, feet, and their heads. It's uh, my favorite duct tape places. Right? All the good ones. So the museum has motion detectors and that meant the everywhere, like it wasn't setting off an alarm, but it was filmed. So as these thieves are moving through the museum, it's all being caught on tape. So they go upstairs to the Dutch room and the guy goes up to Rembrandt's self-portrait painted in 1969 and what an was al- that behind I, yeah well it is it's like i mean it's rembrandt 1920 oh my god i'm sorry i said what did i say you said 1969 1969 it's very very wrong yeah that would have been a very okay. valuable i don't know why i said 1969 <laughs> <I'm> sorry <laughs> okay they go up to rembrandt's self-portrait Painted in 1629. Thank you. Which I am almost entirely unable to say. Um, (laughs) And that's such a huge one. This alarm that's just for that painting goes off. And they smash it. They pull the painting off the wall and are trying to get the panel, like the whole frame off but it's like heavy duty on this wall they're like we don't want like your dude coming in and just taking our little paintings uh so they they try and try and are unsuccessful so they move over to rembrandt's storm of the sea of galilee get that out of the frame they get out rembrandt's a lady and gentleman in black they also go over to vermeer's the concert Gover Flink's landscape with the obelisk and they take 
a Chinese bronze goo from the Shang Dynasty area. They also still five Degas drawings and uh, an eagle finial. This is a good museum. Like, yeah, it's they have some good legit. Shit. It's pretty big. Like, yeah. it's a big building. Where is it again? It is in Boston. It looks like a prison. Oh, Boston. Yeah. Boston, I forgot. I guess but, most things in Boston look like a prison, to be honest. But they were originally. Everything in Boston was a prison, and then they let the prisoners out, and that was how Boston was founded. <laughs> Dropkick Murphys. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Shipping up to Boston. Uh, they stole mayonnaise, Shade Tortoni. Mayonnaise. They stole mayonnaise? Mayonnaise. Not Monet, mayonnaise. Mayonnaise is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they stole mayonnaise and slathered I call it. Manette. <laughs> they stole that, and the motion detectors recorded that uh, that happening at twelve twenty-seven and twelve fifty-three a.m. And in between that, sorry. So there was, okay, so the 1227 and the 1253, the reason it's significant is because they were stealing so much art that they had to make a trip to the car. Like they had separate car trips. So they went, took out a bunch of art, came back, took more art. And uh, then they pretty much leave like the entire thing lasts for 81 minutes and before they leave they go to the guards and they say you'll hear from us in about a year and the guards are like okay and until about 8 15 in the morning the guards are just left down there because the police finally come do we think the guards got fired i would assume the guards got fired okay but uh, I hope they didn't. I mean, I get that they had one job, but they did. They but seem like I good mean, people. If it was a police officer, you got to think like, yeah, maybe. And there's two of them. Like two people wouldn't come. Maybe yeah. I wouldn't trust a solo police officer, especially. I mean, also, they didn't have a like car that looked like a police car. That could be a thing. But I don't know. It was the 90s. Who knows what actually happened? That's true. So altogether, 13 pieces of art were stolen at an estimated loss of $500 million. Jesus Christ. It made the robbery the largest recorded private property of theft in history. The empty frames of the art that was stolen where they left the frame still on the wall are still there in the museum as an homage to the missing pieces of art and hopes of their potential return. Uh, one of the, one of the paintings they stole called the concert was Gardner's first, the Gardner museum's first major acquisition and is one of only 34 Vermeer works in the entire world. Uh, that's, the one that they think is the most valuable painting that was stolen at an estimated value of over $200 million for that one painting. Wow. 
So uh, the Storm and the Sea of Galilee are Rembrandt's only known seascapes. Yeah. Uh, he mostly painted fat people. Yeah. The museum offered up a $100,000 reward for just like even like individual pieces for fighting the guards. Yeah. For just somebody come and beat these motherfuckers up. <laughs> Those poor guys. Bum fight. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. I thought so. So obviously the FBI is like, yo, we're into this because no, that is a right shit load of money and a bunch of valuable art. Uh, so, They've over the years have done hundreds and hundreds of like interviews and everything that involved Scotland Yard, the Japanese and French authorities, private investigators, music or museum directors, art dealers, like everybody. The FBI is on this shit. And they think that the two thieves were members of a criminal organization based in the mid-Atlantic in New England, and that the paintings were moved through Connecticut and the Phil- through the Connecticut and Philadelphia areas through the years following the theft. Uh, they think that some of it might have been offered for sale in Philadelphia in the early 2000s, including the storm and the Sea of Galilee. But after that, they don't know anything that happened and they really don't know if the sale was for real. Yeah. Cause sometimes what these guys do is they'll steal the original, take it to a forger, sell the forgery, mm-hmm. get the cops on that trail and yeah. then like make a quiet private deal for the original. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in 2013, the FBI said they thought they knew the identity of the thieves, but in 2015 they said, that they think that they're both dead. What? And Why? They have declined to identify the individuals or give any other information about it. Ugh, the worst. Yeah. Um. So, the museum in total first offered a reward of a million dollars, and then later increased it to five million dollars in 1997 on information that leads directly to the recovery of their items in good condition and that is still in place okay in 2017 they doubled it to 10 million dollars so everybody is obviously still thinking about these paintings and uh the reward yeah that's where it sits right now 10 million 10 million dollar reward uh in 2010 the FBI announced that some evidence from the original crime scene had been sent to the FBI's laboratory in Quantico for in hopes of finding new DNA to try and identify these people. Uh, In 2017, the Boston Globe reported that some of the evidence collected by the FBI was missing. Awesome. Was it stolen by the same people? Yeah. After, oh, wait, they're dead. No. Okay. <laughs> after an exhaustive search, they were unable to locate the handcuffs and the duct tape that they used to immobilize the two security guards that could have contained trace DNA of either of the thieves. Okay. So, so at some point they un 
Unincapacitated. How do you say that? Recapacitated the guards. Yeah. They took the handcuffs off of the duct tape and took it with them. No. no, the cops came in the morning and found the guards. Oh, the cops fucked up. And then the, the FBI was supposed something. to have it, but mm. they don't. So what are those cute little drawings? Oh, are those, those the are the, those are drawings <gasps> of the suspects. They're adorable. Oh my god, they look so Bostony. It's they, a me, Mario. Yeah, it's, yeah, their, it's Mario and with Luigi. Their wax mustaches. Oh. So, there are a few leads. Uh, in 1994, the museum director and Holly received that a letter that promised the return of the pieces for $2.6 million and that the museum would have to get the, Glo- the Boston Globe to publish a coded message to get them to do it. It's very right. Zodiac. Yeah, Ted Cruz did this. Yeah, but nothing ever happened with that. Mm-hmm. Um, in '97, the Boston Herald, a Boston Herald reporter, was driven to a warehouse in Red Hook, Brooklyn, by a career criminal and an associate of New England art thieves, Miles Connor Jr., who I guess he was a guy, and he thought he was going to see the storm on the Sea of Galilee, but uh, Mashberg, he's the, that's the reporter, was investigating the the theft and was briefly allowed to see the painting with a flashlight. He was given a vial of paint chips to authenticate it, and they were later confirmed to by experts to be fragments of Dutch 17th century origin, but not from the painting, The Storm of the Sea of Galilee. So okay. that didn't pan out. I don't know why they would do that. How I'm trying to picture them like giving you some like paint chips. Like hold your hand out. Yep. Thank you. Uh, I dropped them. I dropped. Oh, fuck. Man. You know. Now just look at them. Yeah. Do they look authentic? You know? Yeah. I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> um. So the suspects that they have talked about uh one of them is boston gangster bobby donati of the dropkick murphys <laughs> yes yeah. they're bobby actually Donati. bobby Voice Donati. Of the Nottys. yeah mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. oh he um that new england um, art thief that i mentioned before miles connor jr right was actually in prison at the time of the robbery so they know it wasn't him but he did say that his associate bobby Donati was eyeballing the museum in the 80s and he was like i bet you it was old bobby Donati of the dropkick murphys thank you yeah, yeah you're welcome um, I agree. I think it's definitely him. Case closed. Shortly before the robbery occurred, Donati was seen at a nightclub with a sack of police uniforms. Well, that's what I take to nightclubs. Yeah, so I mean, doesn't everybody? Right. So yeah. Uh, there. So there. So there. <laughs> yeah. So Donati was. He went in to go, or he went to visit another crime boss in prison in the early nineties. And when the crime boss asked him about the robbery, 
Donati said that he buried the stuff and would find a way to negotiate the release of the crime boss, but then he got murdered in 1991. Bobby Donati. Bobby Donati. So who knows if he did it. Bobby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's funny is the, another suspect, gangster Robbie, quote, Bobby the cock. Mm-hmm. Robbie, Bobby the cock. Bobby the cock. God. Was also suggested on multiple occasions as knowing where the Gardner works were. In 2012, the FBI searched his home. They didn't find anything at all, even in his preferred hiding spot beneath the false floor. His son is the one who showed them that. He was like, yeah, yeah. my dad's got a hiding hole. Right. They searched Bobby the, the cock. They searched the entire Millennium Falcon. My father, Bobby the cock. Bobby the cock. Daddy, However. Daddy the cock. Yeah. Oh. No, that's Lena. gross. Eek. I'll brush Karina. my teeth. I'm going to go brush my teeth? Yeah, I don't know. I feel gross. Oh, okay. So despite not finding anything in his preferred hiding spot, uh, they went to the basement and found a sheet of paper listing where each stolen piece, what each stolen piece might go for on the black market. Okay. Um, FBI ends up charging him with like gun stuff in 2016 and trying to force him to tell them where the missing pieces were if they if he knew um it doesn't really work at all uh yeah he takes a lie detector test he says he didn't know anything about it or anything and it's so with the lie detector test it showed that he had 0.1 percent chance of being truthful I mean, lie detector. But they're not, yeah, they're not reliable. They're nothing. Nobody, yeah. They keep searching his house. Uh, Nothing comes of it. And pretty much that's it. So they're gone forever. Yeah. Those pieces are gone forever. But you know, yeah, they're in the woods. They live in our hearts forever, though. Well, that's the thing that, I mean, you can't, unless they really did, like, successfully sell them, and they're just fucking gone. Right. They're safely in the top floor of um, the Four Seasons building in downtown Austin. Yep. Duh. Duh. That's where all the art goes. In the Four Seasons? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Top floor. Bitch, it might. Yeah. I've never been there. there Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I walked by it. I, yeah. uh, That's where you'd put it, hidden not in plain inside. sight. Mm-hmm. Too poor. Yeah. I've stayed there. Okay. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Whose wedding was it? It was a bachelorette party. Yeah, yeah there sure. we go. Yeah, okay. There was like 10 of us in one room. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, well, yes, we but I have that. stayed okay. there. Yeah. All right. If you want, there. if you and seven friends want to stay in the Four Seasons Hell with yeah. us, email weirdbrunch at <laughs> fourseasons.com. Four seasons, four seasons, eight seasons. Sorry. How many seasons? That's two years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of two years, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I would like <laughs> to take us to Hadrian's Wall. Ooh. My favorite. That's your favorite wall? 
She just likes Hadrian. Yeah. I think okay. so. I haven't really thought about favorite walls, but that's up there with the Wailing one. It's a pretty good wall. It's a good wall. It's a Berlin. Good wall. Anybody? Nah, fuck no. that wall. Not Great. That wall. The, uh, the Great Wall sucks. I feel like they're pushing it on us. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's too obvious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like my room wall better than the mm. Great Wall. Yeah. Okay. Hadrian's Wall comes close to the Great Wall, though. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Hadrian's Wall was the northwest frontier of the Roman Empire from, I am drunk, for nearly <laughs> 300 years. It was built by the Roman, nope, uh, it was <laughs> built on the orders of Emperor Hadrian following his visit to Britain in AD 112. It's 73 miles long across northern Britain. It's a World Heritage Site as of 1987. It was built to separate the barbarians from the Romans, and it took at least six yeah. years to complete. Damn the barbarians, barbarians here being just Scottish people. Just pagans mm. living their goddamn lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I have barbarians in quotes because I got mad about it. Good for you. Um, Druids. Druids. Is it, right? Yeah. Sure. Okay. I mean, yeah, we don't know. They were on the other side of the wall. Yeah. Could have been anything. It was Druids. Um, Could have been ice demons. Oh man, that yeah. so that's some that's another reason why I was interested by this story because I was like, Ooh, Game of Thrones is coming. Mm. Here we come. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, winners, so winners coming. Uh, yeah. There's 14 forts along the wall. It was built by the army of Britain, which I also felt was important because I feel like the Romans were like, and Mexico's gonna pay for it. <laughs> yeah, and the Britons built it. Yeah, um, it was three legions. Probably gladly because it was Scots on your side. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, I'm certain they were like, yes, sir, thank you. Yeah. Um, we just wanted the money to do it. It was three legions of regular trained troops in Britain, 5,000 heavily armed infantrymen, so that they were heavily armed to fight the <clears throat> barbarians. Right. The <clears throat> is uh, quotation marks. <laughs> so let's talk about the penis carving. Yes. Penis. Yes, queens. <laughs> Queen penises. Queen penis. Queen penis. Peni? Nope. I penises. Like penis. Yes. Huh. Mm. Huh. So much more fun that way. Who would have thought? So repairs to the wall were often required. Loyal soldiers dutifully lugged sandstone materials around and patched up areas threatening to crumble. Archaeologists from Newcastle University and Historic England have partnered up to record newly discovered inscriptions. Uh, a lot of the inscriptions were caricatures, phrases... And a cock. Yeah. I wonder what the phrases were like. Hadrian sucks. Hadrian was here. Um, we will talk for a about good that time. A little bit. Go yeah. down to the corner. They were yeah. I mean, you that's can't kind call of was, anybody. One of them was like for all a good hail. time. Call the one woman in the yeah, minute, right? minute radius. One yeah. of them was kind of like all hail this dude. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, the written wall of Gelt. Drunk shit. Woo. Is in Cumbria. Cumbria? Cumbria? Sure. Cumbria. As far as I know. How would you say that? Cumbria, Cumbria, I believe. Cumbria? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Gross. (laughs) Come do it. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Cumbria. Uh, The written rock (laughs) of Gelt is in the Roman quarry flanking the river Gelt. It is one of only a handful of the 50 or so Roman quarries in England to display Roman inscriptions. That's crazy. There's 50 Roman quarries 
in England still. Anyway, collectively, the written rock inscriptions are the most informative group of Roman quarry inscriptions in the north of England. Which, duh. Like, yeah, most Roman inscriptions are going to be in fucking Italy. I'm drunk yeah. and angry mm-hmm. now. That's true. Be angry. Mm-hmm. No, get it. The yes, information recorded it. is of particular importance because it gives the names of men and in some instances their rank in the military units. Eh, I'm pretty sure that's not what they were referring to. The rank in the military units. Yeah, who cares? I'm sure it was the names of men and their rank in other ways. And then a helpful diagram of a penis. Little speech. <laughs> I drew mine so much bigger than yours, Cornelius. Cornelius, suck my this suck my this look i drew a whole picture of it guys we are nailing man talk right now well one dateable and minor from new york Uh, (laughs) and they've smoked a lot yeah they smoke a lot While one dateable inscription offers proof of rebuilding and repair work to the Roman frontier in the early century AD. Mm. The inscriptions are also a good example of rough and unskilled work cut by poorly trained masons. And oh, thus, that's kind of Fuck you. I know. Put that in quotation I mean, marks. They're it's old. It's hard to carve stuff. Have you ever actually tried to carve your name into anything? It fucking yeah. sucks. Now use like scraps of iron the Romans left behind. Well... It does illuminate the contrast between this type of inscription and that produced by on many public buildings, tombstones, and milestones. Yeah, yeah, because that's like professional. These guys were like in the Alaska of Rome. There was no good shit there. Graffiti. Yeah. It was previously believed to be a group of nine Roman inscriptions, of which only six are now legible. There's more. Okay. There's more than nine. There's more than nine. Yes. Um, we don't need to know where this is. Uh, on the written wall of guilt is a penis mm-hmm. and it looks like a fifth grader drew it. It's just is two it? circles yeah. and a giant U. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's just your it's the first one you learn, man. Run of the mill fifth grade dick. Um, and they are certain drawing. that this was drawn by. Does it have a penis hole? An ancient person and not a fifth grader. Is there a little hole at the top? There's no hole, and yes, they are. Con- okay. They are very sure because dicks were a symbol of good luck by the Romans. <laughs> Whatever. That's the kind of shit you make up. Good luck. Yeah. Um. Think about how many dicks they they were obsessed with dicks. Ignore, they were like young boys, come in here. Yeah, I'm sure it was a symbol of like good luck with that young boy, maybe. It was like, and here's a dick, and here's a dick, and if dicks you are a symbol look of over dicks. to the left for five dicks inches, are a symbol of good luck dick. by the Romans. Dicks have always been a symbol of dicks. I don't like how you were whispering dick. Dick, and then there's another dick, and if you turn around, there's a big dick behind <laughs> Oh, it's behind you. It's, oh my God, it's, it's looking over is. your shoulder. Oh my God. God damn it, it always this is. Don't worry. Nice shading. It's good luck. Uh, this is one of the many mm-hmm. carvings that's still being discovered. Inscriptions also point to the army's personal feelings about their superiors with caricatures. So they're okay. like, "Yeah, oh, that guy has a wide nose." So and he's these... also riding a tiny bicycle and yeah. holding a balloon. So and these pinhead roller skating. Yeah, <laughs> these pinhead academics found a bunch of like cartoon drawings and then thought, "But the dick—that's for good luck." Yeah, I mean, I like that. It's there's people probably fucking around. A bunch of I like people how fucking researching pissed this. you are about this dick thing. It's people fucking around. 
Dicks did not mean good luck to Romans. Dicks meant dicks. I am going to go to my grave with that one. Dicks meant dicks. Mm-hmm. Karina's uh, not singing Dixie anymore. She's I'm not whistling it out. Dixie. Yeah. Whistling Dixie, that's it. I'll Fuck. sing it too. Uh, the discoveries are particularly exciting to those at the site because access to view these carvings. Oh I thought you were going to say women. <laughs> what? These discoveries are particularly exciting to women. To women. <laughs> because they've never seen a real penis. Oh my God. And boy, howdy, does this look like a real penis? Look at that good luck symbol. Uh, Said no woman ever upon seeing <laughs> Dick Graffiti. Ooh, I'm horny. Oh, luck uh, is upon me. You know what I want? <laughs> that. <laughs> um. Access to view the carvings was essentially shut down in 1980s uh, after the established path collapsed into a gorge. <laughs> right, and nine more dicks suddenly appeared around the original oh dick. Oh my god, this is not one of my conspiracy stories. Can you just get off of my dick? <laughs> no! That was good. Yeah. yeah, Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. <clears throat> Unfortunately, the wall has been exposed to a great deal of water erosion since then. I'm all about that water erosion, uh, which makes recording its carvings all the more vital. So are they doing like... Is it vital? Um, Hold on. Uh, are they doing rubbings? <laughs> Etchings. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> yes. Uh... Archaeologists are using ropes to descend into the quarry and using laser scanning technology to record the inscriptions in as much detail as possible. These mm. scans will then pr- be processed by computers into digital three-dimensional models for future study. Mm. Good so luck. Glad you dil- that it's up. a good Children luck dildo. Can VR it and see the dicks? Yeah. yeah. And That's they can right. Be right in front of their faces. Fucking Roman ass dick. I will Come to Minecraft right? next week. The balls of this dick, no hair. Of course. No hair on those balls. You know why? They're just drawing it no like testosterone. a testosterone. <laughs> All right. You got low T? I've got hair Lisa, on my balls. Lisa, you got low T? I got a lot of hair on my balls. Okay, guys? All right. I'll get off your We've dick. We've seen them. I've got so much hair on my balls. <laughs> Jesus Christ, nut can. <laughs> oh, woo. Uh... <laughs> Uh, perhaps the most stunning thing about this historical venture is that the public will be able to view these carvings up close, albeit digitally, for the first time in 40 years. Yeah, it's can't so wait to exciting. I'll be able to see that dick. Hey, y'all. guys, coming to the internet for the first time ever, dick. Yay! This dick. We've been waiting. Um, it's really cute. I haven't seen one of those right. on the internet. Never. Nope. Okay. I don't even, I think that's the best, first of all. What? Good for that. That they found an old dick. <laughs> Look at that dick. They that found is an serious. old dick. That in is serious. Let me see. It's unmistakable. That's not Mickey Mouse line. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a dick. But it does, like, I, I've always wondered why people draw dicks like that with just, like, two circles directly together and then, like, cucumber shape that part makes sense but like balls don't look like that no this is uncut as hell too it, well well sure. yeah i mean see here's the thing men a man drew that yeah and men don't know what their balls look like that's true they have no but idea But i mean even if you're like a dude looking down at your doodle yeah but your doodle's in the way so you don't know yeah your doodle's you assume in underneath are two perfectly beautiful orbs yeah but i mean that's then why the did case. they draw them on the sides like you know well, I if don't you're know. sitting down, okay, is that true? 
But if you're standing up, you know, gravity. <laughs> under. Yeah. Two well, beautiful shining they orbs. Just sit to the side. Yeah. They, they like they jumble kind of squish around. out. It's like you ever seen a dog sit. Down? <laughs> you know, like dogs. Legs. I am 33 goddamn years old, and this is blowing my mind. <laughs> yeah, you kind of like the. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, but like it just it so settles sorry. into the like cushion of the nutsack. Okay. Oh, it like a like a beanbag so, chair. Like a They're like like a beanbag chair. Like a hug. like little like a baby. <laughs> little hot dog buns that yeah kind of move well, it's out. Like a hamburger bun trying to take on a hot dog. Yeah. Otherwise, what okay. you're gonna do is you're gonna sit on your balls. You know what? Nobody wants to do that. So you like flop them. You, <laughs> you don't like, do like, anything. Imagine... Your balls like escape. Okay. I think I have. I think I have a great being sat upon image in it. So I can't wait. If if imagine that the balls are two eggs in floating in water, right? Sure. And then if you put a hot dog in between it, the hot dog isn't just gonna sit on top. It's gonna go like right down and gonna throw up so hard. You know, like they'll make way yeah. for the dog. Exactly, it's displacement. <laughs> it's displacement. I'm upset about this. The dong displaces the balls. The dong has more of a like, like. What if it's not girthy? It's no, it's not like a tube well, that goes why... in. There's like things connecting the dong underneath that are in. There's a tendon between the balls. Yeah, that's on why a it dong. Goes... That naturally keeps them separated. Why does that gross me out? <laughs> Isn't that keep them separated? Called the cremaster. The what? That's the tendon that that sounds like a Marvel character. The cremaster. Yeah, yeah, that was what Bjork's husband or whatever made a movie about. I saw that movie when I was in college, and I'm I was like, so "What sorry. the fuck is this?" It was Bjork's worst I idea. Had no idea it had my anything to do with Bjork. God. Yeah. Oh my god. So many. Are things. you looking up Cremaster? Yeah, yeah. She found. The you not, found it. That's she right, found the right? Matthew Barney thing. Guys, yeah. I have to go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a this good is, note to leave on. I'm, well, what did we learn? Oh. So much. There's so art much ball is, information at the end. That art it's is hard everywhere. Yeah, art There's is everywhere. So much beauty in the world, and yeah. it's just all ruined by dicks. That's true. Mm-hmm. You're so mad about this dick story. I'm so mad. I mean, like, think about it. Fuck though. dicks. Is that what we learned? Yeah. yeah. Maybe. But don't. <laughs> Karina's so. But don't. I call feel me. like there's so many things just. Come on, guys. <laughs> yep. I'm fucking cool. I'm fucking cool. Just, I can do everything they can do. Don't do what if they whatever you see on a wall, you know? Like Yeah, don't fuck what's on a wall. No. Use your mind. Come up with your own ideas. Don't take what's on a wall. Don't take what's on there a wall. There you go. Boom. High five. Yes. That's it. Uh, like us yeah on facebook instagram twitter at weird brunch no no, no. genuinely like us but also yeah I just hope like you with your like heart <laughs> tell your friends to like us be mm. like yeah we need this. that's all just be like yeah mm. and then rate us mm-hmm. yeah rate us that'd be nice <laughs> thanks bye and suck our dicks and suck our dicks <laughs>